Hey there, boss. This is Jeff Mendelson, host of the One Big Tip podcast. And I am so excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program, where I teach you how to fast track your lead gen by having more conversations with your targeted clients, even if you have no list, audience, or paid ads. Head on over to agentsofpod.com hero, and let me show you how to be the superhero in your own business. I am also actively seeking guests for this podcast. If you know someone who is currently six figures or more in their business and they have an actionable, tangible, and measurable tip to share, please let them know about it. Just go to onebigtip.com slash guest for information on how to be a guest. I can't wait to hear from you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip podcast. My guest today is Jason Skisik. Jason is a U.S. Army veteran, coach, and entrepreneurial evangelist. He is a father, husband, fighter, and carrier of heavy things. His company, Spear & Clover, helps businesses with passionate leaders, talented teams, and strong playbooks go from contenders to championship dynasty organizations. We're going to talk a little bit about that. You can find Jason hosting the weekly Spear and Clover podcast available on YouTube and across all the audio platforms. His goal setting process is an innovative practice that the highest performers in the sports, business, and entertainment industries use to achieve their near impossible. And this is what Jason is going to help us accomplish today. So I'm really excited to have this discussion. Jason, thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the show. Sorry, Jeff. Thank you so much, brother. I appreciate you having me on and sharing your audience with me. And I am really excited. I've enjoyed our conversation up until now, and I have no doubt it'll only get better from here. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really excited about this. So, you know, as I was going through your bio, you got a lot of commas in there. You've done a lot of stuff. And, you know, you're really making it happen, not only for your family, but also for, you know, your business and you're helping out other businesses as well. Can you please take a minute and tell us a little bit about who you are and what makes you so amazing? Well, first of all, I appreciate that that comment. I, I'm not sure how amazing I am, but I will tell you about who I am. And so for starters, my whole life, I've had one core value since I was born and another core value that I picked up later in life. But I'll start with the one that I was born with, which I call spirit of the puppy. Uh, spirit of the puppy is... Other people call it ADD. Other people call it entrepreneur's disease. But basically, that's high energy. I'm really, really uh, drawn into things that I'm passionate about. Uh, and I really have no time for things that I'm not passionate about. Um, and so as a young kid, I was removed from regular school in first grade. Uh, and I was put in a behavior disorder school from first grade through seventh grade. And that accomplished two things. Number one, it allowed me to work at my own pace, which was great. But number two, it, it had me around people that maybe I didn't want to be around and maybe were not great people. And so um, so it was a good way to sort of like to let me learn at my own pace. Coming out of school, uh, my whole life, that spirit of the puppy was a big thing for me. I would get in, into snowboarding and I would make that into a career. I would go work at the snowboarding hill. I would get into uh, working at the auto shop because I loved cars. I'd get in, I liked clothing. I'd get into working at the mall. 
And then eventually I got into poker and pool and I got heavily into gambling, which wasn't good for a 20 year old kid who didn't really know what he was doing or have much self-control. And so I joined the United States Army. The United States Army is where I got my second core value, which I call military mindset. And so finally, I was able to balance out this spirit of the puppy, this real passion and exuberance to try new things and meet new people and have a lot of fun with discipline and hard work and responsibility and stepping forward when there was an opportunity to help out. And so between those two things, the spirit of the puppy and the and the military mindset, that is really what makes me who I am today. And so I have the benefit of this boundless gas tank to do things that I'm passionate about. But now I have sort of the structure of, uh, of adding that military mindset to make sure that I keep things on the rails and fulfill on the obligations that I have to myself, to my family, to my team, to my clients. So from there, I did two things getting back from the military. I did one, I went to uh, school for finance and went into the world of corporate finance. That's very much military mindset. And the clover was the, the uh, spirit, spirit of the puppy was I opened a small CrossFit gym in a dusty fourth floor warehouse in Chicago. And I tried to do both of those things at the same time. And it wasn't until a few years in that I realized, you know, I'm up in this high rise. I'm working on $50 million deals. I'm working on $20 million deals. I'm sitting across the table from millionaires. And the only thing I can think about is my little 90 person, $9,000 a month CrossFit gym uh, that was not making much money at all. Uh, and so it was, it was at that, around that time that I decided that I was going to take a circuitous path to leave the corporate world and really focus on becoming a full-time entrepreneur and growing this tribe that I was so passionate about and that I just enjoyed so much. There's never been a time that I've been in the room with, uh, with that group of people where I've lost energy. I always leave with more energy than I showed up with. And then the same can be said, uh, now I've never had a call with somebody like you, with an entrepreneur or another visionary like yourself and left that call with, without more energy than when I got on. So I'll be buzzing from this call. You know, um, so uh, go ahead. Sorry. I dive right in. Yeah. I, I really like that description. I mean, first of all, you know, like, you know, especially from what you learned from the military is that you, you really get those skills of how to compartmentalize and think through, you know, like what actually needs to be done, discard the things that don't need to be done. And it, and it helps give yeah. you, you know, a little bit of focus, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, what focusing in on the mission, getting things done, things like that. And I can really see how the finance part would sort of mesh with that mentality, right? Because numbers don't yeah. lie, right? It's like, well, you know, when you're going through someone's balance sheet, you know, they're, they can try to hide things, right? But yeah, yeah that ain't going to happen, right? So by, by mixing those two and having just those two skills, right, being able to think about what it is that you need to make happen you know, that's really an asset and it's an asset for whatever organization, whether it's managing your gym or managing, a, you know, a finance company. Mm -hmm. The part I find fascinating here, and I wanted to ask you a little bit more about it is how did you figure out that it is time to leave the finance company knowing that you're throwing away or you're postponing, so to speak, you know, the regular paycheck that automatically hits your bank account every two weeks into something that is really dynamic. You know, you could have a bad month, you could have a good month, you know, in terms of the gym, how did you wrestle with that and really think about, okay, I'm going to prioritize my happiness, but at the same time, you know, you're a family man, you know, you have to pay the mortgage, you have to take care of your family. You have to make sure that everything's, uh, everything's taken care of. How did that battle play out? 
Well, for starters, in hindsight, I can tell you that I'm a textbook entrepreneur. I, I, I attribute, or I have all the attributes of, of a textbook entrepreneur. I'm very risk welcome. I welcome risk. I, I like to seek risk because I think I can get a better return with more risk. Um, but I, I can tell you the exact day that I realized it in real time. I was sitting in that high rise working at this one of the biggest banks in the world on a deal with, you know, myself. It was my boss, my boss's boss, my boss's boss's boss, and then an entrepreneur. And two things occurred to me in that meeting. I remember the meeting and I could tell you this guy's name. Uh, number one is out of all those people at the table, I could only really see eye to eye. I was only really nodding when the entrepreneur was talking about his vision for what he wanted to use this money he was trying to loan, uh, borrow, borrow from us for. And everybody else was trying to come up with reasons why he couldn't or shouldn't. And that to me was a, a red alert. Uh, and then the second thing was my boss's 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 boss or whatever it was. I know his name. I know approximately how much money he makes. It's a lot. That guy got up before me. He drove in from further out and from a further out suburb. He worked harder than I did all day. He left after me and he drove further to get home. I don't care how much money he makes. I don't want his life. And so as soon as I knew that I didn't want to be the, the top of the pyramid and that I was currently at, I'm just the type of person who's just, I'm just not interested at all. If I, if, if there's just, if I don't want to win the game, then why on earth would I continue to play it? And so it was a pretty easy decision after that. And so like I say, I took a circuitous path, but to be clear, um, I actually ran a business within a business for a friend of mine's operation while I was getting the, the gym on its legs. Uh, and then when I left that, I became a full-time entrepreneur. You know, I love how you articulated that because basically what we're talking about here is, you know, like you saw the vision, right? You saw what was possible and you're just like the hell with these guys, man. I don't want to, I don't want to wear a suit anymore. <laughs> I don't want to wear a tie. Very similar to what happened with me. I, you know, I got fired from so many jobs already. I just stopped trying. Right. <laughs> and, you know, fun fact for me is that no company on my LinkedIn profile exists in its current form today, except for one, mm. mine. Right. Wow. And, you know, like when I look back on it and just think about, you know, all of those different jobs, all of those different ways that I've, you know, tried to reinvent my career or try to, you know, gain a new skill or whatever. I just realized that I was always serving at the leisure of someone else. Mm -hmm. Right. And I was always, you know, like like four to eight paychecks away from, you know, financial disaster, which at, a, you know, at a snap, you know, you could be all of a sudden unemployed. And it happened to me a lot. And I'm like, you know, something the hell with this. Right. I am not going to do that anymore. And when I walked out, you know, 15 years ago this month, you know, from that experience, let me tell you, you know, and I'm sure you went through this as well. You know, it was scary. Who is going to pay for my Starbucks habit? Right. <laughs> how am I going to pay for, you know, how am I going to pay for the mortgage? How am I going to pay, you know, like all this other stuff? Like it's on me. Right. And thank God, you know, like I've been able to produce and, you know, make things happen, you know, since then, which is, you know, which is great. I want to switch gears here and talk a little bit about, you know, like the process of how you help entrepreneurs, you know, first of all, gain that clarity and also to achieve, uh, you know, that they need, because it's one thing, you know, and, you know, I'm going to pick apart this persona a little bit. It's one thing to be this alpha male, you know, ex army, like, Hey, you got to go do this. And this is how you do it. You know, you come up, you come across with a lot of authority, Right. And what happens is that not everyone, though, is necessarily able or receptive to hear that message, right? They don't necessarily want to hear that drill sergeant, you know, uh, you know, uh, drilling into their ear. I'm not saying that's what you do now, but, you know, but at some point, you know, the, it, what you are teaching and what you are helping people do is to master themselves. Yeah. 
you know, and to get that part going. Talk to me a little bit about how that works, right? In terms of when somebody comes to you, when somebody comes into your, you know, your masterminds or your courses and like, like what kind of bell are you looking to, are you looking to knock with them, you know, in order to make it work for them? Yeah, it's funny because uh, I know how I look <laughs> and I know how I can behave. And I'm definitely a bro. I've ran a CrossFit gym for 12 and a half years uh, as an entrepreneur. But it's funny because I'm much more puppy than I am military mindset when it comes to how I deal with people. And so I learned as a part of running a CrossFit organization, uh, one thing that we are, if you run a CrossFit gym, is you become an expert at fielding a professional team who doesn't make a lot of money. The people that I employed, I had 15 coaches and I would say, 12 of them at any given time were making three or $400 a month from us. They were teachers or doctors or police or any number of different professions, but we weren't paying their rent and they were showing up on time. In fact, early, they were staying late. They were executing at an unbelievably professional level. And by the way, continue to do so today. And so you find very quickly that the, the stick just doesn't work in that scenario. And so you have to learn how to understand the carrot much better. Um, and so uh, you know, let's translate that into what I do with clients. Now, entrepreneurs that come to me now, I'm not a guru. I don't sell answers, uh, Jeff. I sell questions. Uh, and so when I sit down with an entrepreneur, I'm willing and able to ask them a series of questions that almost always give me similar results. And so once I've identified by asking these questions, exactly where the pain points are for these entrepreneurs, it's almost never more than two or three questions away from very foundational things that I help people to figure out, which is like, what is the mission that you're on? with your business? Why is it important to you? What are your core values personally? And what are your core values as a business? How do you take the magic that's between your ears and scale that out to science so that we can actually scale it and impact the world in a massive way? And so essentially, that's what we do with Dynasty Defined. And I had a mentor, Alex Charfin, who once uh, told me this story, and I know he says it often, but I want to give him credit. And this is why I love the term Dynasty Defined is because he said, listen, if you walked up to, you know, I'm in Chicago, and if you walked up to the Chicago Bears training facility on the very first day of training camp, and you talked to the wide receiver who just got drafted, and he's never been through the door before, never met a coach, never met another player, and you ask him what his lifetime goal is, he's going to say, I want to go to the Hall of Fame. And you could say, how are you going to get there? He's going to say, I'm going to win multiple championships as a Chicago Bear. And how are you going to get there? We're going to win the championship this year by beating these teams and our, you know, our division rivals or whatever. And how are you going to do that? I'm going to walk through those doors. I'm going to do these sets and reps in the gym. I'm going to learn these plays. I'm going to work with these coaches and these players. So on day one, before that guy ever walks through the door, there's a culture that's been established to explain to him how to accomplish the biggest, hairiest goals possible. How many of you that are entrepreneurs or even work for a company can honestly say that every employee or even any employee at your organization could do the same? That is heavy. <laughs> no, and I'll tell you why, because, you know, I, um, as I'm thinking about you, you know, uh, talk about that, you know, like walking in and already having a plan, already knowing what it is that, you, you know, like what you want, what that North Star is, that is huge, right? I think that a lot of entrepreneurs, right? You know, like, uh, you know, we're always out looking for coaches. We're looking for people that have already achieved what it is that we want to achieve, so that they can help us cut through, you know, the red tape and I don't have to go to, you know, two years of the University of Hard Knocks in order to get it, right? I would much rather just, uh, you know, pay somebody to help me get, you know, cut through all that BS in order to make it happen. I see mm -hmm. that a lot, you know, with coaches like Alex, you know, like with Russell Brunson, you know, it's like, yeah, you can go and read the books, 
right? You know, you can go and read his website. You can listen to Alex's, um, you know, podcast. It is full of great information, right? But at the end of the day, if you took no action to actually implement that, or if you didn't even know what action to take, you are actually at a disadvantage, right? You were actually a, like, you're just walking through it and it just sort of, you know, goes in one ear, ferments in there a little bit, maybe it'll go out another, but until you actually put a step-by-step plan that this is, this is going to take me from point A to point B, it's not going to happen. All you did was you just passed a lot of time, right? Mm-hmm. How do you help then people set those goals and figure out what it is that they really need to, you know, to do in order to achieve them. Right. Cause you know, it's like, it's one thing to say like, Oh, I want to make a million dollars this year. Right. All right. Great. You know, like, how are you going to do it? You know, you're going to, you know, are you going to get one client that's going to pay you a million dollars to do it? Are you going to get two clients that are going to pay you half a million? You know, it's like, there, there are different ways that you can slice and dice that kind of goal right? And it just really depends on the type of like, like, what do they have? Do they have a product that's worth $10,000? Right? Then they would just go and, you know, do whatever that multiple is, right? How do you help then, you know, entrepreneurs really figure that out? And you know, what would be the best pace for them? What would be the, the correct steps to make that happen? Yeah, you know, it's funny, because um, I think for starters, it's questions. But going back to my experience as a banker, and previous to that, I was a, a, a digital communications engineer in the army. And so both of those cases were very analytical jobs, but they taught me how to troubleshoot. So how to take a big problem, hey, the lights not working or the electricity is not working in this whole building, right? And to break that down to, okay, well, where in the building does it come in? And let's test that. And where does this and where does that? And you put you break down these big, big problems into these very small consumable bites and very quickly troubleshooting and solving any problem becomes very, very simple. So now let's add that to what I do with entrepreneurs. Well, with entrepreneurs, very often, you know, we put them in front of very short, essential style videos that give them the concept of what is a good goal? Well, a good goal is based more on inputs than it is on outputs. So we want to be able to base your goals on things you can control. So rather than saying, I want to win the world championship in the MMA, I would say, I want to go train in these different disciplines these many times in a row and, you know, compete with this level of competition. And then hopefully I'll win the championship, right? But I let them come come with their goals to our workshop. And when they bring it to the workshop sessions, I simply ask them a series of clarifying questions. And very, very quickly, those folks that built their goals on sand, you'll see them crumble and be adjusted and we'll adjust them on the fly. And very quickly, the folks that built them on sound logic and the scaffolding of the frameworks that'll help them to achieve those goals, very quickly, you start to see that for each one of these big goals or big problems or whatever they may be, it's just a series of consistently smaller and smaller uh, questions that need to be answered. And so I think a lot of times visionary entrepreneurs who are dreamers at heart, they think about the one big question and one big problem. And so that the, the answer that they have that they come up with sounds like it's going to be great. I'm going to make a million dollars. How are you going to make a million dollars? Well, I'm going to do it by this, this, and this. Okay. And how are you going to acquire those people? I'm going to do it by this, this, and this. And you just keep asking questions uh, and you break these things down. We actually just did a, a four hour um, annual meeting yesterday, my, myself and my assistant Mo. Um, and we started with what we could possibly do in the next year. We then discussed each of those things and figured out exactly what the benefit would be and exactly how much effort it would take to get there. Um, and then we started to work that back to, okay, well, what will we do? And then the constituent bites of solving those problems. 
And so now I'm actually faced with a different challenge, which is Jeff, I know exactly what I need to do today to achieve my big hairy goal for the whole year. And it feels like, well, gosh, I want to do it all right now. And so this is another new problem for us. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, what's great about those kind of goals is that, you know, you could get lucky and, you know, they, you know, they could manifest themselves very quickly. And then, you know, mid-year you have to come up with another goal. But I think more yeah. to the point, what happens is you come to one, one or two realizations. Either you make that goal based off of a big hairy need, right? I need mm-hmm. to make X number of, uh, you know, X number of dollars because, uh, you know, my rent, my mortgage is going up or, you know, things like that. Or, you know, you're trying to make it so that, you, you know, you can achieve some kind of other goal, you know, maybe for someone else, you know, helping out getting your kids into, you know, into some college or whatever, right? So what happens when those priorities and those goals morph, right? When they turn into something that, you know, this was a great idea in January, but now I'm in April and it's like, yeah, that doesn't sound so good anymore. I need to pivot. What would you say is the best way to pivot in that kind of a, in that kind of situation? Well, this is why I challenge these ideas so much for myself and for my clients early, because I do have this concept of like, hey, listen, the thing that I'm most proud about, at least as an employee, was the missions that we accomplished in the Army. And there is just no way that I would have made it through basic training, let alone AIT and training, or gone to Iraq twice and did these incredibly difficult missions if I could have quit or if there was any alternative options. And so I enlisted in the United States Army for four years. And Jeff, I spent exactly four years in the army. And that's what I needed. I didn't need four years in a day and I couldn't have gotten out one day earlier. And so when I talk to folks about their big goals, I really do throw stones at those goals. I play the devil's advocate. I try to get them to shake off of those things because so many visionary entrepreneurs are cursed by what we call shiny object syndrome, which is really just having a great idea and going in one direction and then having another great idea that's in a different direction and pivoting. And the problem is when you do that, you're walking like you're drunk. Uh, And so what I try to do is get them to define for me exactly what the mountain is that they want to climb in as much detail as possible. What do you feel like? When do you wake up? What are you doing? How much money do you make? What are the products? What are the clients? Everything. And then I just try to make sure that we never take any steps unless they are leading us up that mountain. I very much identify with the concept of like a shepherd trying to help you or a Sherpa trying to help you get up uh, to where you're trying to go. I love that. Thank you so much for explaining that part, because I think that's really the core of what we're talking about here is that you're not necessarily going to be, you know, performing these goals for them. You're not just going to be there to be the no person, like, you know, break it apart. What you're really doing, and that's, you know, also what like what happens in basic training. It's not just about yelling at these young kids, uh, you know, to make it happen. It's about building them up. Right. And it's about building them up together. So um, I can really appreciate that. Uh, Jason, can you please let everyone know how they can learn more about you and how they can reach out to you directly? Of course. But before I do, uh, if you're still listening to the show, it's because you love Jeff and you love this podcast. He's pouring his heart and soul into this uh, and really doing an amazing job. This is an unbelievable show for you and you're getting it for free. So first I would have you go to his page, like and review and share this show because he's doing a great job. And if you still have energy left at all, uh, you can find me at www.spearandclover.com. I would love to invite you to come for a free test drive of our uh, our bi-monthly uh, Spear and Clover Mastermind. We feature an expert guest speaker, as well as small group breakout sessions where we actually mastermind and help solve each other's biggest problems. Um, 
Other than that, I'm my platform of choice is Instagram. I'm Jason Skisick on Instagram or Spear and Clover on Instagram. And I'm both of those things on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, so yeah, would love to hear from anybody. Like I said, I've never, I genuinely have never gotten off of a call with an entrepreneur without more energy than when I got on. So I would love to hear from you. I love it. Jason, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a lot of fun. I love talking about this stuff and I really appreciate you bringing the energy to the show. Thank you so much, Jeff. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk. The audience for this podcast is hungry for experts and professionals who want to share their knowledge with this world. So if you're ready to share your actionable and measurable One Big Tip, please go to onebigtip.com guest and let's get your story out there. I am also crazy excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program. With this program, I show busy entrepreneurs the strategies that I use to have warm conversations with my dream clients, keep my calendar book solid, and consistently have potential clients at the ready, all anxiously waiting to speak with me every single week. Head on over to agentsofpod.com hero and let me show you how to be the superhero in your business today. Lastly, I have a huge ask for you. Could you please share this with your audience on social media? The stories and connections that I make on this podcast have helped thousands of people, sometimes in the most profound ways. And you never know if your small action today will be the one that kickstarts your friend, a family member, or even yourself into taking massive action and starting the next multi-million dollar business. It'll be your way of just paying it forward. My name is Jeff Mendelson. You can find me on all the major social channels like LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening.